0: What is out that's new?
1: I'm going to jump two things around actually because I want us to have time to do this. So I'm going to I'm going to skip to Silent Night if that's all right. It's absolutely
0: fine with me. I'm, I'm just, just telling them in the thing for, yes. yeah, it's
1: fine. Okay, so Kira Knightley was on the show last week talking about Silent Night. Uh, Kira Knightley has, amongst other things, starred in what is probably one of the most enduring feel-good Christmas favourites, Love Actually, um, which is a film I, as you know, I absolutely love. Um, here she stars in another Christmas rom, written and directed by Camille Griffin, who is the mother of Roman Griffith, Griffin-Davis, who is in Jojo Rabbit.
0: Yes, who's, who is the boy who puts in a fairly amazing performance.
1: Yes, and also um, other of her children are in as well. So, a family affair. But Kira Knightley, when she was on the programme, described this as, you said, is it fair to say this is a feel-bad Christmas film? And she said it's a feel-terrible Christmas right. film. Okay, She's right. So... The best way of describing it, and if you've seen the trailer, you'll know some of this anyway, is it's love actually meets melancholia. So melancholia actually. Or perhaps, and I was kind of cross about this, that somebody had already used last Christmas, because I said they should have called it very last Christmas. Yes. So it begins looking like a Christmas movie. Michael Buble, group of irritating poshos all descending on a... Country house where they're going to have uh, Christmas with you know kids and staff and it looks it looks just like an absolute cookie cutter movie it's slightly darker. There's a joke at the beginning about one of the kids cutting their fingers and the blood getting on the carrots and somebody. Then and the kids are swearing like troopers. Swearing like troopers, and the swearing like troopers thing makes you think, okay, something's out of something's yeah. out of whack. Then they have to go and get a toffee pudding. It says, oh, it's okay. Well, they, they, they go and rob a gas station, so. You have a sense from the beginning that something's wrong, but you don't quite know what. Um, because in general, it's like a public school, big chill kind of thing, albeit with this kind of something is wrong in the background. And they're all having conversations that they wouldn't have had under any other circumstances. Like they're all talking like there's no tomorrow. Here's a clip. How come you never... Ah! Wow. Jesus, Sandra. Just wow, wondering,
0: James, I'm so sorry. Uh,
1: please do not apologize for me, darling.
0: No, that's right. You should probably apologize for yourself.
1: Actually. Oh, keep your knickers on. You know, just something that always bothered me. You know? Everyone wanted to fuck me. I didn't. Well. would <sighs> never really do it for me. <laughs> I never knew that. Did you know that? No. no.
0: Did you know that her husband didn't want to have sex with you? Yes. Because I just assumed everyone did, okay?
1: Stop being so judging.
0: It was hard not to be, actually. I mean, I hate them all over again. Yeah, just on a thirty-second clip.
1: And then, and I don't think it's not a plot spoiler. Just say because it's in the it's in the trailer, isn't it? Because in fact, we have to if we're going to talk about it. Do you think? Yeah, no, okay, absolutely. Fine.
0: And, and in, the, in the interview, Kira, we were talking about you Talk know about... The, the forthcoming apocalypse. Yeah.
1: So basically, what it turns out is the world is ending. Terrible stuff is happening, and this is this is the very last Christmas. And the reason everyone is behaving as they are is because there is, in the words of the Sex Pistols, no future. And. So the only thing anyone's going to be taking under the mistletoe is government-approved euthanasia medicine, which then very quickly becomes a kind of a, a main theme. So it's Yuletide euthanasia. Or, and this was my favourite, 28 Days of Christmas Later. OK, thank you. I was working very hard. Or even Christmas... Yes, here we go. ...Christmas Sleigh, S-L-A-Y. Now... I like it. Thank you. Kira Knightley said that when she first read the script, she thought it was funny and crazy and, you know, let's do it. And then she read it again... When she read it,
0: she said I was hormonal and I read it and I thought it was I thought it was funny and dark. Then later, after I had given birth, I was thinking she reread it and I know this is a paraphrase of what she yeah. said. She thought, Wow, this really is dark. I mean it sounded to me as though she was saying, I thought it was really good and then when I wasn't pregnant, I read it and I thought,
1: Oh. Well, writer-director Camille Griffin, who's a set of kids are in the movie, said that she, when she when it came across it, she was thinking partly of the film of Raymond Briggs' When the Wind Blows, which is, you know, the animation about the nuclear war, which is brilliant and really harrowing, really upsetting, but brilliantly done. And also that her kids had seen War Horse and came back and said, look, what would we do in the event of a war? Kieran Knightley also said, crucially, that pre-pandemic, because this was shot... You know, early 2020, so it'd be the be build-up to be, it been all before that. There was a thing about let's just release it as looking like a Christmas movie, and then it turns to and every movie, obviously, seeing everything that's happened, um, has rather unfortunately given the movie an edge which it n- was never meant to have. And can I just say, congratulations to Camille Griffin for very clearly stating this has nothing to do with the pandemic and the thing that some people are reading into it. Isn't. It's completely accidental and I am totally pro-vaccine and I'm you know good for her for clearing that up, stand-up thing to do. The problem then is the film itself. And I have to say, from my experience, I like a dark Christmas movie. I like Gremlins. I like Silent Night, Deadly Night. I actually like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. I mean, I like that idea about taking something that's kind of all tinsely and then turning it upside down. For me, what happened watching this was... Firstly, it started out as a not very good comedy with very annoying people who I didn't believe in and then mutated into a an apocalyptic end-of-the-world movie with lots of, you know, talk of grisly death and parenthood and children, but kept the comic trappings as if we're still in the first movie. So what didn't work for me was the transition from one to the other. Now, the writer-director has said after seeing Jojo Rabbit, which... her son is in yes. said i didn't know that comedy allowed for anything and i was like well if you can talk about nazis i can talk about stupid posh people with comedy i'm going to go and do that now it's worth saying that i wasn't a fan of jojo rabbit i know you were loved it, yeah. but i wasn't and that may contextualize why it is that i didn't get on with silent night for me the problem is the characters are caricatures with the exception of keira knightley who's actually very good and is pretty much very good in everything The NAF comedy doesn't stop when the darkness kicks in, so the horrific elements just seem jarring and unearned. And it's so, I end up thinking okay, it's not funny enough to be a comedy, it's not gripping enough to be convincingly scary, and it doesn't have the Grimm's fairy tale horror charm of horror charm of. when the wind blows, which is an extraordinary balancing act between the simplicity of the animation, the simplicity of the drawings, and the apocalyptic horror of what's being talked about. It's interesting that Kira Knightley's in Seeking a Friend for the End of the End of the End of the World, End of the end of the World, which again does a, a much more gentle thing about, you know, the apocalypse is coming, but we are still people. So I thought, and this is the word that comes to mind for me, I found it particularly joyless. I've now seen it twice. And the second wow. time round, I- Commitment. Yeah, because the first time round, I really didn't get on with it at all, at all, at all. And then I asked myself, why am I not getting on with this? Because this ticks the kind of boxes that I'm interested in. And the second time round, I thought, okay, the reason it doesn't work for me is because I don't believe in the characters. And because I don't believe in the characters because they're in this glaring comic register. When, the, when it starts to be about something else, I don't believe in the something else and therefore it all feels unearned. Yeah. I know some other people feel differently. It really didn't work for me.
0: It's, it's fun. I just thought it was a dishonest film because that, that first half-hour section that you're talking about where it's Mike, Michael Bublé and Christmas Jumpers indicate that it's a certain type of film.
1: Yeah, and the film very knowingly knows that that's what it thinks. Yeah,
0: but then it, given the apocalypse that's about to come, they wouldn't have been behaving like that no. you know it's just so it's not a twist it's just two different films and i do think there's an interesting movie to be made but those two-dimensional characters you were talking about, why, why do they have to be so posh and hateful? I mean, I ask Keira Knightley, why, 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 you can still do the same kind of story. Why, why are they so ghastly and insufferable? I don't see that that adds anything. Well,
1: I mean, may I say in the, in the director's defence um, that there's nothing wrong with having ghastly characters. There's nothing wrong... I mean, you know, look at La grand movie. It's still a great, great film. The problem isn't that they're ghastly. The problem is that I don't believe them. The problem is I don't believe that well, I was exist. Just,
0: I was just hoping the apocalypse would come sooner because <laughs> I just couldn't wait for boxing. You know, never mind boxing. They bring it on now. <laughs> Let's end this. Didn't you think?
1: I, I didn't. I couldn't wait for uh, it yeah, to finish. I didn't get on with it at all. I'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what anyone else makes of it. I've read a couple of laudatory reviews. I have given it two goes. And I do know now that the reason I don't go for it is because I don't, it's not, the, it's not that I don't like them. I don't believe in them.